As a man, you have power to impact your family, community, and the world. Men hold the keys to home and society. Yet we are in a time where manhood is stigmatized and the role of a good man is unclear. Today, it is more difficult than ever to find guidance, wisdom, and support to navigate this reality. Welcome to the Father Podcast, where our mission is to restore the reputation of what biblical manhood can look like and how it can be lived in today's world as fathers, husbands, and leaders. If you'd like to help our mission and advance our work, please consider subscribing to this podcast and donate at fathermagazine.com. Enjoy our next episode that starts right now. Hey, y'all. So if I could offer a single prescription for the survival of America, it would be to restore the family. And if you ask me how to do it, my answer, doubtlessly oversimplified, would be save the boys. Um, That's from a Pulitzer Prize winning columnist, William Raspberry. So uh, I want to welcome everybody to the Father Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Miazzo, along with my brother here uh, and partner, Stephen Meeks of Father Media Group. And my question to you is this, what would it be like if you, as a father, poured your energy into a trip for your teenage son that could change the course of his life forever? What do you think that would do to your relationship? How do you think that would impact his growth into becoming a man? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today uh, and and to continue to talk about um, this multi-part series called Save the Boys, which is, uh, this is day two of that, uh, where I'm walking through Stephen Meek's new book uh, that helps fathers take their sons on a life-changing adventure. That ultimately transforms their uh, them into a man of God that really introduces the concept of what a good man is, what a godly man is, right? So I want to first say good morning, Stephen. I am so ready. I am so ready. This is so fun. This is this is great. I'm anxious for dads to hear this and their sons to experience it. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And this is actually going to be the first uh, video we throw on YouTube. Because usually we can edit and do all the things and make it sound good. But this is, hey, this is live. This is ready to go. I mean, we're, you know, so any listeners out there, excuse our bumps and, you know, getting used to doing this on video, um, you know, be, you know, be graceful to us as we work on our, our craft here. But we really want this to be enjoyable for you. Um, so we're looking forward to, um, you know, hear from, from you. We also... Would love it if you could just give us feedback. I mean, feedback is huge from our listeners. Um, and also uh, subscribing is huge for us too, because it helps support what we're doing here, which ultimately we really want to help men uh, fill in those gaps uh, um, that maybe they don't have to help them be the best they can be in their role as a man. So uh, that's what we're here to support as an organization. So, what I want to do is I want to recap uh, that this book has a promise, right? Again, it it helps fathers take their teenage sons on a life-changing adventure that helps them transform into the man of God they want them to be. So today is day one where we are actually jumping into the content. So the meat of the book. So this is the book. Woo. 
So this is a hard cover. I we also have soft cover and a Kindle on Amazon. You can get that. You can also go to savetheboys.us if you want to get it and then follow along with us. <clears throat> and what's great is we're a podcast, so you can get the book, go back to day one of this multi-part series and, and go through it. So if friends, if you are following along in the book, we will be going through the first three chapters, which is section one of the Save the Boys book. So the first chapter is say is titled save your boy throw him a rope right uh the second is why he needs this and you do too and our third chapter is our story how this all began starting in the middle so if you do not have a book again go to amazon get that or go to savetheboys.us and get that book so also as a reminder if you enjoy the content again on this podcast please subscribe that really helps us out and give us a rating um, which really helps this podcast grow. Um, so let me ask you first, Stephen. Um, so you have this, you have this chat, you know, we got chapter one here. It's titled save your boy, throw him a rope. What does that mean? Throw him a rope. Yeah. What do you, what well, do you mean by um, that? Because this is so important. Um, it's almost like if you, if you don't, do this, you might lose him. And so you want to throw that life, that uh, rope that's a life-saving extension out to him because it is, it's so important in society. And, and dads want to be successful at being a dad. They want to be a good dad. And they want their sons to grow up and be, well, all their children, but they certainly want their boys to grow up and be prepared for life and to be good men. Yet they aren't always sure how to get there. So this is a rope. This is a way that they can rescue them that they can make sure they're going to be safe. They're going to be pulled out of trouble and get through and come out in a good place. And also that their relationship, dad and his or granddad and his and the boy he's mentoring, that they're going to come in in a good spot. And so a rope is a rite of passage experience, R-O-P-E. Now we talk about how it is that we lead these boys on a, on a designed journey. It's not just a regular camp out or a hike or just a day together to sort of just talk about whatever. It's very intentional, very it's prepared, and it is very transformative. It's, it's, it's wonderful. So it is a rope. It's a way of catching their attention, pulling them along to the right direction and getting them to the safe place in their journey toward manhood. So that's why that's what we call it a rope. How, how confident do you think it works? Yeah, it's, that's mean, a really good question. It rope. works. Um, I've seen it not only in uh, is in what we've done, and, and we've seen it work. My sons, I have four sons, I have a son-in-law. They've all been on this. They all, they're the ones who told me, Dad, you got to do this. You got to tell other men how to do this. Um, you took your son on that trip. I've had other men and that I've either coached them or uh, gone with them and gave them, and given them guidance. But they're coming back, and their sons, their sons are saying. This changed my life. This changed my relationship with my dad. And I'm, I'm a new person inside. And so men, the feedback from men gives me great confidence, as well as my own experience. But this is really built on the backs of, uh, of uh, centuries of other cultures doing somewhat similar things with their sons that really transformed them from boy into man. Now, they define what a man is and what the expectations of a man are, maybe different ways. And um, and so I'm 
following the prescription of what is biblical, what is in the scriptures, what a, a Jesus-type person would be when they come out. And so uh, we have used those same techniques and applied them so that it's a, it's, it's a slam dunk. But we don't know how to do it. We've lost our way. Most dads will love it when they understand it, but they're like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing the right things. Maybe I'm missing some things. I don't know. And so we are able to step up and say, hey, we will help you so you get it. So you get the big pieces. So uh, we'll help you fill in the gaps and, uh, and you'll lead your son. You know, actually, it was, Stephen, I was thinking, I was thinking about, um, you know, Western culture, um, how we as fathers, this is probably not top of mind for them, you know, this rite of passage, right? I was looking up, I was actually curious what it costs for a family to do a bar mitzvah for their son. You know that, how much, how much it, they, they usually put into it? 10 to 40, 10 to $40,000. <laughs> because it's important to do a bar mitzvah. know it, isn't it? They're, they're realizing something is important about that. Okay. Or the how intentional the aborigines were are when they do walkabouts which is where you got the word manabouts which is featured in this book right here this is you know the manabouts logo there but um how interesting a lot of these cultures outside of western society sees this as crucial but in Western society, not so much. I mean, they they probably inside know they should do something, right? But they don't, right? And because I know, I I know this because I've asked many men, "Have you ever thought of doing this?" You know, for your son? No. So I want to get into that later. I just wanted to say that because I've been thinking a lot about that, about the value men place in Western culture on this rope that you, that you use as an acronym. So, um, very interesting. So let's, let's go to, let's go to the, uh, next chapter. Uh, so is there anything else you want to talk about, uh, before we go to the next chapter, uh, chapter one, like if you could sum up, save your boy, throw him a rope. I mean, could just give me a quick yeah. Yeah, summation think, of that um, chapter. You know, at, at a certain point in a young man's uh, boy's life, is he's ready to launch into manhood, men need to know how to make that happen well. Fathers, grandfathers, men need to know how to help him do that well, where to go and how to get him there from boy to man, and uh, how to get his attention. Maybe they don't have his attention. So how do you get his attention? How do you get his ear? What do you do to get him there quickly and securely? And so this explains everything step by step, how to do that. It's not all that complicated, but it's a mystery to us because maybe we didn't get it. And there's a lot of guessing. You know, Marcus, there's a lot of guessing these days about what a man is, how, how to make a boy into a man, and what's expected. You know, when are you a man? When you're 16, you got a driver's license, you get drunk. When you graduate from high school, what, all kinds of really silly notions and kind of pull it out of the air ideas. So we've, we want men to know, we want to help them to know with confidence and the, their sons to know with confidence that they move from boy to man and what that means. They will stay with 
going forward. They're taking God them through it going forward. So it's a very important thing to be done. We we men want it. They want something. They know they need something, and uh, maybe they aren't quite sure and haven't articulated it in this way. But it's not just Americans or Western men. This is culturally happens has happened for centuries and in all cultures, and so it's a thing. Yeah, and and for the record, um, I've I've said this before on our podcast, but uh, just recently I took my son on a manabouts, and I was super nervous, super nervous because I knew that I have a very short period of time, a window of time, I would say, an opportunity to really impress upon him something that I know is going to impact the rest of his life. And it was, it was pretty emotional, you know, especially when I came back and I'm going to tell you right now, it was probably the most valuable thing I've ever done for him. And he's still to this day, you know, he's not a perfect kid. He's still growing, but to this day, he's still, we still reminisce about that trip. And anyways, I just, I wanted to, give my own testimony, how important this book, this framework that you've created even helped me or, you know. That's good. And, you know, and it does because like you, you were, you said you were nervous or a little concerned up front and you were ready. You knew it was time for your son to forward and you wanted him to move forward. And, and this, this, um, helpful, these ideas that we presented came along and it took out the guesswork. Uh, you didn't have to necessarily guess. You could read and follow along, and it told you the things to do that really you saw it make an impact on him. Like, it made an impact on you as well, and your your relationship got a foundation that you could come home with and build from. And I think a lot of guys are saying, yeah, I need to get my boy's attention. I need to know where to start. I need to know where to go. And if somebody can coach me on that, then that would be really helpful for us, and I'd be listen so that's what we're doing with safe boys yeah it's amazing amazing so let's go to chapter two <clears throat> thanks Stephen. um so the chapter two is titled why uh he needs this and you do too so i could definitely pour into that but i, I want to ask you uh those uh this i want to ask like like I, let's break that down you know what is let's first do this what does he need boys need guidance if they don't have guidance, they make a lot of mistakes. If they don't, if they aren't having someone who's right beside them that they can trust, that they can turn to for advice and counsel, they'll look for it from somewhere else, and they're very likely to get it from some dangerous or some novice or some other sources that just aren't going to give them the truth or safe avenues. You see, you know, boys are doing this all the time. They'll find someone, a coach, maybe that they, who says, if you'll go out there and hurl yourself into another human's body with all your force and push that ball across the goal line, you'll be a man. And those kids believe it. And they'll go out there and they'll do whatever the coach says. And, you know, every year there are boys that actually die because they push themselves, overexert themselves. They don't know when to stop because they're trying to achieve that, that goal of, um, of measuring up as a man or as a player, whatever it is. There are all kinds of things that people are doing these days, you know, with these jumping off cliffs and all kinds of things. This all to try and prove I have what it takes to be, you know, somebody important. And so if we don't guide our boys, 
they'll pick it up from somewhere and they'll be misguided. So we do this. His benefit is that he gets a safe guide, a trusted guide, and one that has his best interest in mind. And that'd be dad or his grandfather or a mentor, maybe. But the man in his life is willing to step up and take him safely in the right direction and to really say to him, I am with you. If you'll trust me and follow me, I'm going to help you move forward into being a man. And boys want to become men. Down deep, they do. They don't want to be st- stuck in ways forever. They want to grow up. They want to be men. So we take that that innate, immutable thing that's in young boys, and we say, we're the ones to take you there. Let's go. I'm ready to take you. You ready to come? And they'll bite on that. When they're mature enough, they'll bite on that, and then you got them, and here you go. And you can got them. So that's the, that's what we're bringing to the boys. That's why they need this. They need guidance. Yeah. And I want to mention this uh, for the listeners. I mean, they're probably going, who is this guy, Stephen Meeks? What, 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 how does he know all this stuff? I have four sons and then I have a, a son-in-law. Yeah, my guys go from age 39 down to 22. Uh, but you also have a pretty robust background in counseling, right? I've probably been in counseling about 11 years um, before that, I was uh, I was in inter- international missions in East Africa for about a decade, and um, worked with youth for about uh, five or six years as well, um, using with uh, youth camps, but also as a youth pastor earlier on. Yeah, I just want to get a little context as we're going through this, but um, uh, and you are an amazing father. Uh, I your sons are a testament to that, and they even are your testimony. Uh, to that. So, um, so let's break down the other side of chapter two. So why he needs this and you do too. So let's talk about you do too. Why does the father reading this book need? Yeah, I think dads need it at least as much as their sons do. And what the dad needs, that was a little bit different. Uh, dads need uh, peace of mind. I think, it, I think we, no one wants to look back at the end of their life with regrets and say, oh, wish I had done the right things, wish I'd known what to do, wish I'd, uh, I wish I'd been a good dad or, or more attentive or whatever that would have changed its life or, or, or solidified it in the right direction. So dads need it so they can avoid regret, but dads also need it because they need the guesswork removed. Uh, they need someone to coach them because they haven't, that most fathers have not experienced what we're talking about. Uh, they don't know about this material. They don't know about this process. And and um, it was lost somewhere. In, I think it was part of our culture in many moons ago, but it's been lost. And so most of us need this. Most dads need this because um, it's been lost. And I think most dads also, I would say, that the thing is that dads want to, they love their sons. They really love, and their daughters, and they love their kids and they want the best for them. They aren't always sure that they're doing the best or the right thing at the right time. And this answers at least part of that. It brings that to them so they, they will know the right time and the right things to do that advances their sons forward. And as far as their daughters go, um, we don't, we don't uh, write material for our daughters, but all of this material is for our daughters. I have one. And... Um, we want um, great men for our daughters. So we want good men out there and um, making some 
sons and the great guys, but we also want to be able to tell our daughters, here's what to look for. Here's what a great man looks like. And that's obvious when the, a dad goes through some material, he will know what he wants his sons to be, but he will also be able to turn to his daughter and say, this is what you need to look for. These things. Because a man is a matter of heart. It's not having a lot of hair on your chin or your chest or, or being smooth-faced in, in high-pitched voice. Neither of those make you a man or distract from you being a man is a matter of heart. It's character stuff. And so developing character is what this is about. And so men need it because they don't know everything. There's no perfect dads. They didn't get it perfectly. And they still, and we all have things to learn. And I learned, I mean, this is a combination of many things that I've learned. So uh, it's, a, it's a great tool to make sure we don't look back with regrets one day. Yeah, regret. That's, that's not good. Um, I've, we, a lot of people, I think they do, um, have regrets in the past, have hopes for the future and stressed out in the middle. And, uh, this is, this, this book, this book is, this, this book, it just gives, helps give guidance, a, a framework, right? Um, so that you don't have to feel alone as a father in this very important part of your son's life. So, um, really good stuff. Uh, so Steven, we're off to chapter three. Um, chapter three is titled our story, how this all began starting in the middle. So Steven, so did you learn this from someone else? How did this all come about? Um, yes and no, or no and yes. Okay. I didn't learn this from someone, but I learned from the East Africans that I spent time with something about how they transformed their boys into men. I watched it. It was amazing. I was, um, I don't agree with all the teachings that they gave their sons. They gave them some teachings that I think pretty um, uh, harsh towards women and, and uh, just the right things to do. But what they did was effective. The way they got that information across transformed those guys. And I watched young men in in, in their t- um, time away took three weeks or four weeks. So it was a lo- much longer process. But in that process, in their ceremonies, they, they um, the guys would go away as youngsters, teenagers, uh, and mid- mid-teens. They would come back and their demeanor, their behavior in their communities uh, attitude towards them was transformed. And I said, wow, something is there. And my, I had a son. My oldest was approaching 12, 13 years old. And I think, sort of saw that as a, come to find out it was, it is a, the ideal time. It's not the only time, but it's an ideal time for these kinds of things to happen. And so I started preparing something for him. And so I was listening to some material on a radio back those days by James Dobson. And he talked about getting a commitment from your son for sexual purity uh, or your first as well. And so I put two or three things together, and, and I like the outdoors. I my Personally, I like to fish. And so I put together a trip where I was just going to go talk to my son about being pure, a commit, making a commitment toward sexual uh, self-control. Out of that, a lot more happened than I imagined. And then I started to combine. After that, after I saw that come, I said, "This uh, my my next son said that I want to go too. When I'm that old, I want to go." Okay, he's two years behind. And I watched the contagion 
of how my other sons wanted that. I watched the transformation of my oldest one, even with that small amount, I watched transformation. And it, and it wasn't, Marcus, I wasn't expert at that. I'm, I'm not expert at it now. I, I know more than I did, but um, I was just trying and, and learning as I went. And I think that's the beauty of this, is if you try, if you give it your best shot, you it'll be successful. It'll make a huge impact on your on your boy. And so I did, and it transformed our relationship. That was one thing that came out of it. I didn't expect that so much, but he started listening to me and looking to me and coming to me with other things. I, it's been amazing, and every one of them has been that way. Um, if, if I can give a personal example, and I hope this isn't stepping out of bounds on behalf of my one of my sons. So I would say one of my sons came to me when he was, a, I mean, he had been on one of these trips, made these commitments, and, and the relationship was founded. That's the beauty of it. The relationship between he and I just was solidified, started, root. Yeah, we, we put the concrete and the rebar in place, okay? And I let them know that from now on, you can talk to me about anything. We do talk about anything on the trip, and it lays an open-door policy for them to come back later. But one of my sons came to me later on when he was, um, I think he was freshman in college. And I was out on my porch. He walked up to me, and behind me, I was just out reading or something. He knelt down beside me in the chair where I was, and I just sort of glanced out of the corner of my eye, and I saw a teardrop fall on the porch, a big, and another, and another. I thought, is going on? He had his head down. He was weeping. This is a college guy. I mean, he's a burly guy. I had no clue what was going on. And he said, Dad, I am so ashamed. I'm alerted. What's, what is this about? He said, Dad, I've been watching pornography. And I don't want to do this. Stop. I don't want to do this. I've broken my commitments, and I don't know what to do. That's what you want from your son. You want him to come to you, even in his brokenness, and say, Dad, help me with this. And so I turned to him, and I said, well, I'm going to help you. And I'm so proud of you because you want to overcome this. And we'll get through this. With the help of God, we're going to get you through this, and we'll figure it out. Or we'll get if we need to, but with God's help, we'll get you through this. I'm so proud of you. And it wasn't that I was proud of the thing he had done, of course, but I let him know I was proud of him. And you know what? It took a while. We worked at that. That's a tough one, by the way. Uh, it is a tough thing. It's a real addiction. But it took a few years, two or three years, but we got it through. There was a breakthrough, and it's over, and it's been years. I mean, it's solidly done. He's a strong man. Our relationship is fantastic. And my sons come to me all the time with all kinds of questions of everything from that to how do I, uh, what do you think about this girl, Dad, back when they were dating? And what do you about this girl? You think I should pursue this one or not? That To things like, Dad, I want to invest some money. Do you have any ideas on that? Or let me run an idea by you. Just that the lines of communication were opened up and strengthened. It, Marcus, it is every man's dream. And then and us, my sons tell me. And, that, and I had to tell more stories. There are things that they went through in private that they didn't always bring to me because they were just trying to do it on their own and with the Lord's help. And they got through those. 
But they came to me years later and they said, you know, the thing that really gave me the power I needed to get through that, Dad, was the things we did on that trip. Foundation. I was tethered to those commitments that we made in those conversations, and it gave me power. So uh, it, uh, I don't want to try and oversell anything. These are the true things that happen in our lives, and it's not just mine. Uh, I have other men telling me similar things, uh, expressing similar things. Well, that that brings me to this one one that thought that I've been thinking about a lot, you know. And I've heard this from my father-in-law. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not going to be able to quote him exactly what he said, but he said something to the fact of you can either take in this very impressionable time of a boy's life, put in the hard work, put in the intensity and the discipline, even more so than you would at your job or trying to make the big bucks, right? Pour into your son at this very impressionable time of his life so you can mitigate the pain and the, the aftermath if you don't. The cleanup work. If you, we don't, as fathers, do the hard work at this very small window of time, in this small window of time, you're going to have a man that's still a boy and have years of cleanup and misery that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. And absolutely. That is so well put. And your, your father-in-law is right on the money with that. I, I'm, a, you know, I'm a counselor. I've been for many years now and over a decade. And so I visit with a lot of people. And a lot of times it's parents, my family counselors. So a lot of times here's a couple comes in and they are broken because of this very issue is that one of the, one of their children or several of their children are, are are off the rails or in danger or gone into relationships or into situations and they don't know how to rescue them and it is hard to turn that boat back around it is so much easier at the very beginning when things are still small and new and you have this uh um you have this opportunity we have this opportunity when they're younger they're like more pliable like clay that's pliable and not yet hardened and so we really, this is the t- as hard as it may seem right now for a lot of people. Wait a few years, and uh, but now is the time. And uh, and my sons now I have boys. Most of my grandsons are the oldest ones are like um, eleven and ten. Well, their dad started when they were like seven and eight. They started back younger than I started with them. Uh, my, I mean, my boys started with their kids younger, beginning parts of this to move their boys in the right direction. And I think it was a good move. I wish, you know, if I could look back and do something different than I did, I would have just started earlier. That's what I would have. Uh, not the full thing that we have here. There's a time for this, but pieces of this I would have begun uh, earlier because you're right. If you don't take action now and down the road, it's, it. well, the scripture says, sow the wind, reap the whirlwind. And I would say that you, you reap what you sow. If you don't, if you sow one grain of corn, you'll get one head. If you sow a thousand, you'll get a thousand. So go all in on this one because this is this is a, a big investment that's going to yield a lot of good. Or if you if you fail, it, yeah, it will have a, a negative consequences that are just heart wrenching. 
And as we always say here, it's like, if we don't paint a picture of what a, a godly man looks like, how will your son know what it is? Then he'll start trying to find other answers. And it's, and it's not, the other thing is, you know, maybe we have some listeners, maybe men that, that have had a very hard time. Like I, I had raising the son up to the point when he be, started becoming the perfect age to get, get, take him on a man about trip. Right. What do you say to those men that are like, gosh, but I'm, you know, him and I don't have that connection that I, I we wish we, I wish I had. What do you say to those guys that want to do this like me, that just feels maybe like, you know, they're discouraged. What would you say to them? For sure. There, there are things in this that are going to help them. Uh, you're, it, it's not too late. That's the thing I would like to tell them. It's not too late, but you don't need, don't delay. I mean, you need to take action now because the longer you wait, then the, the harder it is to turn things around, the more destruction, more pain and distance you'll experience. So it's not too late. And there are, I mean, get, get the equipment. If, if I had, you know, it's like anything, you, you take, you, you fix it early on before it gets too bad. And yeah, there's material in here that will help those guys. And I talked to them about how to begin that conversation uh, to get their boys to talking with them. And even how to get their guys to buy in on uh, doing this with them. So it's it's there step by step. Exactly the words to say, in fact, are examples of them that are proven. It's not just my words. I mean, it works. And, um, but I want those guys to know it's not too, the only way you fail is if you don't do anything. Don't do anything, right? It's better to do something than nothing at all. God is great. God jumps in there and he really takes the little bit that we, the mustard seed that we have and he does great things with it. So give him a chance, but it doesn't do anything when we sit by and do nothing. It's awesome. Well, I want to, you know, some of the listeners are, some of them are listening on podcast, the Spotify so they're not going to be able to see this. I'm going to share my screen real quick and uh, on our site. So if you go to fathermagazine.com, if you want to join us, <clears throat> just go here. There's a fur, there's a button that says join us at the top. Go on there. If you're interested in knowing more about what we're doing, how we can help you, just subscribe. Your first name, last name, and your email. Um, and then you, if you go to books and you go to save the boys book, you can go right to that page. You'll learn a little bit about it and then buy the book. If if you're interested in taking action for your son, um, do it now. Go on our site. Join us. Be a part of what we're doing because this, this is just the beginning. We are going to be uh, creating other resources, including a father coaching class, things like that, to help you guys walk through this book and even us help coach you on how to build your um, your transformational trip for your son, that, that, um, you know, that's some stuff that we are working on right now. So, um, and then again, if you feel like, uh, this is something that you're passionate about, you want to help us, uh, grow as an organization. Um, we would really appreciate, uh, your financial support. You can go to donate. Uh, there's a button at the top, right. And just, um, you know, whatever, whatever you can offer, we appreciate because we actually survive on on the the donations of our listeners and um, those that join us in this in this fight to bringing as many godly men into this world as possible. So thank you, um, thank you, Stephen. Uh, thank you for all 
all that you do, all the things that you've created here. It's been a lot of work. I know we're working on our second book, right? Which is more like of a, a field guide, which is a more comprehensive book. This is more of a why book. There is parts in it that helps you build out your, I mean, all you really need is this to build it out. But if you want something even more comprehensive, we're creating a man about's field guide yeah. uh, here shortly. So Yeah, this book, uh, the one you have in your hand there, uh, Save the Boys, is, that's where I would start. If I were interested in this at all, and I wanted to know more about it before I decided to jump in or buy it, that explains it. I give stories from my experience with my sons. And other dads and their experiences and feedback from their sons, as well as it explains the whole thing. And it's enjoyable to read uh, because it's it's so positive. It's such a good outcome. And uh, I think it's pretty um, um, uh, I don't know, in addicting. Uh, once you get that, you're like, oh, I want more. And so the other book, uh, the one we're working on. Good book. Yeah. Yeah. The one Great. we're working on, The Field Guide, <laughs> is very, very practical. It's like, okay, I'm serious. I want to put this into play. How do I do it? We're there with, all right, here's day one, step one. Here's what you do. When you finish that, you go do it and watch out. Watch out. Your kid is going to love you for it. I'm telling you. It, and you'll be, your wife's going to love you for it too. She's going to say, I'm so proud. Take it boy. And uh, oh, your yeah. daughter is going oh, to yes. say, dad, that's wonderful. And hey, you can do that in a sense, something like that with your daughter. But this, again, a lot, a lot of some of our listeners, some people that approach us, like, why aren't you doing this for your daughters? Uh, well, look, there's a lot of yeah. great things out there for daughters, right? But we right now are dedicated yeah, and, to yeah, we're guys, the and boys. I know how to divorce the boys. My wife actually took my daughter on a not a trip like this one, but on a special kind of passage into womanhood trip. And one day maybe we'll have her share some of that. But it was fantastic, at least according to her my daughter. Me. And results were clearly wonderful so well maybe that's something we may need to develop in the future so but uh steven you are my beloved partner and uh thank you for all that you do for this organization and i want a special thanks to our listeners that are taking interest in our uh, podcast thank you again we we really appreciate your support we rely on your support to you know follow us rate us join us be a part of our email list, all the good things. I know there's a lot of email lists out there and I get, I get like a hundred, feel like a hundred uh, emails a day just on lists, but, and we don't want to, we're not going to be spamming you, but we are, when we do send something out, it'll be uh, important that we think will benefit your lives. So Steven, I think we are done with this, uh, yeah. this episode. Uh, you know, I just want to remind everybody of the words that you began with on the podcast uh, from William Raspberry, the Pulitzer Prize winner. He was very astute. He said it very well. He says, if you ask me, he basically he premised everything by saying, we're in trouble as a country. We're in trouble as a society. He said, if you ask me how to take care of that, how to cure that, it's to invest in the family. And he said, if you want to know how to save the family, save the families. And that's statistically, and that is practically true and so we are all about uh helping these dads rescue their boys because we want great families we want great society and we want the kingdom of god to be here in a greater degree and that's that's our heart and marcus i'm so glad you're we're on the team together uh i would not want to go alone so thank you for your part in all of this yep and i'm gonna plug this one thing if you are a church or organization that sees something that we you know we do also save the boys retreats 
uh, where we'll actually go and Stephen will actually go and, and create a retreat for you and we'll train some of your men to create this, uh, uh, help them create a trip of a lifetime for, for you and your son. And uh, that's available too. So just reach out to us through our contact page. If you're interested, please go there and we can talk through it. So again, Stephen, thank you for the, your, your fine work here. I'm proud of you. And until uh, next time, we will, uh, next, the next episode, we'll go over section two. And there's six, six chapters. We're going to go uh, through the first three. So uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Father Podcast. The Father Podcast is brought to you by Father Magazine in affiliation with Father Media Group, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our sole mission is to restore and advance the presence of biblical manhood in today's world. We provide wisdom-bearing resources to help men find the answers they need to live out their God-given roles confidently and faithfully. If you feel called to help us advance our mission, we ask you to partner with us by subscribing to this podcast and or making a donation at fathermagazine.com so we can continue to create more resources just like this for a future generation of men. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.